0: The 55th big game is this weekend, 55, a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer, just like my show uses no brains. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. That's right, all it takes is for one touchdown to be scored Sunday night, and boom, your money is doubled. Sounds like a real no-brainer. And if this game wasn't enough reason to party, with double the cash you'll be celebrating till next season. Don't forget about DraftKings Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone who enters the contest. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big pay days. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money if a TD is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night season finale Super Bowl 55 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 welcome to the that's good broncos podcast here on youtube and wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe in the podcast places subscribe on youtube i don't give a shit just as long as you never forget about me brandon perna your host and will keys your other host i don't even like saying co-host like i want to s- I want us to be on the same page. It's host and host. You know what I mean, Will? Yeah, I like that. It's, Co-host. It's yeah. Co. Co-host sounds like it's uh, you're less than me. Can it sounds I... like
1: a yeah, a domestic partnership of some kind. <laughs>
0: this is my Almost. co-partner uh, that we share a dwelling with.
1: Yeah, you know, there's only been one game in Super Bowl history with co-MVPs. You think maybe that could happen again? Ooh, no, I don't. (laughs) I don't either. I don't. don't. Uh, Yeah, there's also been – I was writing a video for Adam on the least deserving Super Bowl MVPs Uh um, of all time. And I found out that though the the Cowboys have five Super Bowl wins, which is not the most in in the NFL, got the Patriots and the Steelers Steelers with six – they have the most Super Bowl MVPs. The Cowboys have seven Super Bowl MVPs because they, their uh, linebacker, Chuck Howley, won a Super Bowl MVP in a game the Cowboys lost to the Colts.
0: Wow. That's a <laughs> yeah.
1: good piece of trivia. And uh, in the Super Bowl against the Broncos, uh, Harvey Martin and Randy White got co-MVPs. So you add them oh. all up, then you throw in Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith,
0: Larry Brown. That, that is a second, really fun fact. That versus is a- just
1: five Lombardis.
0: Yeah, that's actually the good part about Brady going to Tampa Bay is that uh, he put a halt to the the Patriots getting that most Super Bowl win wins record for franchise. Right, yeah. so they're tied with the Steelers. <clears throat> and if he wins with Tampa Bay, doesn't help the Patriots. So that's nice, right?
1: But of course, like you know,
0: until Derek Carr gets to New England, right. And then, oh, they, man. and then they go for seven. Good segue to talk about uh, what we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson. These are the hot Deshaun Watson trade rumors right now. And as a Broncos fan, I've got a lot to say about the Raiders possibly getting Deshaun Watson. Uh, so we'll jump in on that. Uh, like you, you, you know how many times on this podcast I say we're going to talk about these things <laughs> and then there's like three of them I don't mention, and we go off on a tangent on, on something else. And yeah. every time I'm like, I hope people aren't pissed that we didn't get to the five things that I said we would talk about. So we'll leave it at that. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit. Peyton Manning's getting into the Hall of Fame for sure. We'll have a little fun with that. Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. And use code DNVR when you sign up to take advantage of their can't miss offers dnvr dnvr locker for some of the best colorado sports merch out there if you use my last name perna you get a discount there as well so now you guys know um i did see okay so i think pro football talk said they heard oh wait before we get into that yesterday last night on twitter we had was it mile high memories uh crediting you yeah Um, Big Will Keys fan, Mile High Memories on Twitter, and uh, said they love listening to Will, that he's hilar- hilarious, and he plays uh, the the perfect uh, funny man to my straight man bit. And- yeah, which I
1: don't know about the roles there. I don't know if...
0: Well, that's what I wanted to, what I was wondering, was he being sarcastic or am I the straight man on the podcast because I'm trying to steer the show sometimes? Well, we know, we know you're straight. You
1: have a child, um, Nailed that that. Came from you. so despite
0: what my parents thought uh, for most yeah. of my life, I'm mm-hmm. into girls.
1: Yeah. I think we alternate between straight and, uh, and crooked man. Is that what you call it? Or just the funny guy?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's on the podcast, usually your jokes are very, they're like the the dry sense of humor and you keep sort of the same tone. And there's been times where people in the comments point out the joke you made that I didn't hear because <laughs> I'm thinking about the next thing I need to say. Like, I don't do a good job at, like, I'm not a good podcast host. No, we neither should...
1: of us do. Neither of us do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, I wish I was better at this, but, um, mostly we just shoot for trying to have a football conversation. And sometimes there's things to talk about and you want to get to them and it feels kind of forced, but I really don't like on the, that's good sports show. I would hope I don't come off as a, like a straight man. <laughs> like the whole thing is to be ridiculous there, but you know, I don't know, you never know. Um, but it's it's just good to see you get some attention I think you deserve. Oh, it was nice.
1: It was nice. Um, I really appreciated it. Um, and also, he mentioned that he listens to the podcast in the bedroom with his partner in bed. Yes. I think he just listens on headphones. But <laughs> imagine if it was in, like, speakers. Exactly. Just blaring throughout the whole room. That'd be something. <laughs>
0: Turn those assholes off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shout out to, to Mr. Memories.
0: We like memories. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it, was, it, it was Pro Football Talk that said they found out that Peyton Manning found out early that he's definitely getting into the Hall of Fame. That's not a surprise. Oh, no. That's collusion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, which is awesome. Uh, obviously, he's he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> Uh, but I'm just, uh, we're, we're five years out from Peyton Manning, right? We got 2016, 17, 18, 19. We've been through five seasons without him. And, uh, I, I feel like the Broncos are paying a price for having him. And I'm wondering if it was a five-year price we had to pay as fans, This is, you know, a metaphorical price to the devil where we just have to kind of suffer. Or if we're out, we're out of that and things are going to change for the Denver Broncos. Well, I think,
1: so you have four years of Peyton Manning. And then before that, you had a year of Tim Tebow, which was um, obviously instigated by some sort of contract with Satan himself. Yeah. So I, I think you add up those two, you know, quarterback runs, the year of Tebow, four years of Manning you have five last five years, five versus five. It's completely equal debt paid debt paid. Uh, our, our fortune turns around starting now, um, not starting last weekend because we missed out on Matthew Stafford. Yep. But starting officially <laughs> Deshaun Watson now.
0: <laughs> yeah, now. because I started, well, actually Dave Damischek uh, messaged me about the proper pronunciation of, uh, Nikola Jokic, and it was about his Yeah, first- he,
1: he brought up that on his podcast. I was listening to his podcast.
0: I sent him the info. I sent him Vic Lombardi's tweet video of Vic asking Jokic, like, have we been saying your first name wrong for- since you've been here? And he was basically like, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's Nikola. It's Nikola. So you just say it slow. It's Nikola. Um, but I was like, why are you asking me? <laughs> If a player's (laughs) name is longer than five letters, I'm going to probably not say it correctly. But then I remembered, I was like, I'm pretty sure Vic had something on that. And I I found the clip and and sent it to him.
1: Uh, Well, Dave on his podcast, um, Extra Points with Cousin Sal, um, listen to it, but only after you've listened to this. So don't, please don't click. Yeah, don't leave right now
0: and be like, oh yeah, there's better podcasts out there. Don't even,
1: don't even pause it and save it for later. Just listen to this. But he, he attributed – because he got into, the, like, a you know argument about the pronunciation with Cousin Sal, and Dave said that, like, oh, yeah, I know how to pronounce those names. I'm from Pennsylvania where there's a bunch of Eastern European names. <laughs> so. That's funny. <laughs> but, like – Didn't get the credit you deserve, but, you know, that's okay.
0: Yeah, he said something about, I hope the Broncos get Deshaun Watson. And it got me thinking, like, it was right after that is when, the, like, the Derek Carr Raiders are – Willing to trade Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and three first-rounders to to get Watson, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck!" If the Raiders got Watson, you know, you've got Mahomes locked up, and Justin Herbert is as good as you know he looked this year. Yeah, the Broncos. There's a good chance the Broncos are going to be a fucking bottom feeders of the AFC West, and I was like, and I don't know how long that would last, and I got really scared for for a little bit there, thinking about uh, because like the Broncos have never been well for a long time have not been the worst team in the division where you could almost bank on that year in and year out. And it would be, and I'm not saying like that would definitely happen if they got those guys doesn't mean drew lock, you know, maybe doesn't evolve and, and turn into a, a threat. But <laughs> if for the first time I was like, what the fuck would I do? Like, how do I approach everything? If I, if the Broncos are just perennially, perennially a bad team and it uh, it scared me a bit at first. If I'm yeah. Honest.
1: Well, I mean, I, that is obviously a nightmare scenario, and um, I hope to God it doesn't happen. And I think the Raiders will find a way to to um, screw up any potential trade talks. But between the Chargers and the Raiders, they would fuck it up with one of their young quarterbacks.
0: That's true. Thank you. One, for one of them would. Down.
1: Yeah. So but then- I
0: mean, we might too. But that's right. okay. Yeah. Then I started thinking Deshaun Watson's not going to the Raiders and this isn't just to troll Raiders fans. All right. I think Deshaun Watson would have to be a fucking idiot to go play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Let me tell you why he played incredible this last season for the Texans and they finished with a losing record. Derek Carr coming off one of his best seasons for the Raiders, finishes with – they finished with a losing record, right? They were 8-8. Uh, eight and 8-8. Eight. Eight and eight. Yeah. But they shot the bed because their defense sucks and it's not getting any better. And they would have to give up all of their ammo to help Deshaun Watson. So why on earth would he go to the Raiders, who have a poor track record in free agency, a poor track record in the draft – Uh, to play against Patrick Mahomes every year, where he's probably going to be under undermanned year in and year out. It just doesn't make sense for Watson to want to do that same way. Like I really, am not sure the Broncos would make sense for him, but I think in terms of what he would have to work with on the offense, there's more weapons there. Uh, And they've had a track record of having a good defense when it was entirely injured. So I'm really not worried about Deshaun Watson going to the Raiders. But more than that, I would feel really bad for Derek Carr having to go to, to Houston where old David Carr was already fucking uh, totaled, impounded, and just destroyed cute by that organization. And it is in a far worse place now than it was back then. Yeah, like, they
1: are literally an expansion franchise and they've, they've gotten beneath expansion yeah. back to like, um, you know, BC, like Texans BC as after they're just in the common era, like they've traveled back in time, uh, really bad situation there. I don't know if the offensive lines is bad or if, you know, they players even get sacked that much anymore. Um But that would be a really horrible, horrible turn of events for Derek Carr. And I could see him also um, just refusing to play there. Yeah.
0: And I wouldn't blame him. His brother would also encourage it. Yeah, it seems like – it's just weird, right? Like, we saw the Chiefs move on from Alex Smith after his best season. But obviously, they had somebody – in the waiting for him in Patrick Mahomes. So if you're the Raiders, to me, it's like almost an identical scenario, except you don't already have Deshaun Watson on your roster. And he's the only guy you should really be thinking about moving for, for, uh, for Carr. Uh, To me, like when a quarterback plays really well and you still finish average, your team's got a lot more problems than, than just the QB. And yeah, the Raiders were weird because I didn't, I didn't think they were good and then they were winning enough I was like fuck they're going they're going to be good and then they weren't again uh, and I just think I don't I'm not sold on John Gruden I'm not sold on him and Mayock building the, a team together uh, and we saw them with three first round draft picks not hit I mean they did all right but like with that many picks y- you you want to have picks that make your team a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you had... Um, Jacobs was in that, right?
1: The sixth pick, I think, was Cleveland Farrell. And that was an awful pick at the time. And not that he's an awful player. It's just the pick made no sense. He like, was a total reach. Josh Allen, um, the Jaguars' Josh Allen was on the board there if they wanted a pass rusher. Right. Um, so it made absolutely no sense. Uh, horrible, just understanding of value in the draft at large was that 2018 that was 2019 that was the 2019 draft draft. yeah and then yeah so they take josh jacobs which you could have seen that happening from like a mile away you watch uh an alabama game from 2018 and you see josh jacobs run and you're like oh the raiders are going to find a way to get this guy on their team that's just a guarantee you could probably find a podcast where I said that ahead of time. Uh, and then, so, you know, he's a good running back, obviously, but you can have a debate whether or not you want to pay uh, a running back, you know, first round money, spend a first round pick on him. Uh, and then whether it makes sense to <laughs> re-sign him to a second contract after he's in the first round pick to get him. And then finally, of course, you get Jonathan Abram, who is like a really hard-hitting safety, but is kind of a dinosaur when it comes to playing defense in the modern NFL. He's he's more of like a more of a hitter, like enforcer, than he is uh, any good at coverage. So he's like he's like if you just plucked uh, John Lynch out of 1994 put him right. in the NFL today it's like it's probably take him a long time to adapt and he wouldn't be very good for a while uh right. so yeah i I'm not a very good not a great first round
0: no and it's I mean the pick right after Cleland Farrell is Devin White you know what I mean <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> who yeah Devin White who's a major reason why the Bucks are in the Super Bowl right now
0: exactly uh you also had you know uh, Ed Oliver goes top ten there. Steelers took you know Devin Bush when they swapped with the Broncos, No Fant. Um I mean, you could have just had
1: Noah Fant. That would have been a good pick, too.
0: Yep. Uh and then the really funny part is uh right before Jonathan Abram was selected. Washington takes Montez sweat. So like you get these better, you get Josh Allen goes like two after Montez sweat goes one before, if they would have taken either of those guys, they probably would have gotten more production in terms of pass pass
1: rush. Yeah. Which was a huge, a huge problem for them last year. Uh, And then they have two picks the year after, and they spend it on (laughs) the deepest wide receiver class maybe ever the best one at least you got jerry judy cd lamb uh justin jefferson rager and Ayuk, and all in the first like 40 picks or whatever and they took henry ruggs first out of all those guys
0: right and like you look at who went right after ruggs is tristan worse like yeah
1: and another I... uh Big reason why the Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl right now.
0: Yeah, the Bucks have had two really solid drafts in terms of getting impact players on that team. It's yeah, it's insane. Uh, well, it's all Tom Brady though, right? Right. Man, I, I've I've had so much fun watching Barry McCockoner <laughs> just tweet out. We should, get, we should get him on the show. Stat after stat. Yeah, he was record. on uh, Adam's uh super dumpster fire thing. Um, oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could have been on with him. Let's see who to be else. In the presence of greatness. Damon Arnett, yeah. Patrick. Damon Arnett mm-hmm.
1: was a huge reach. Uh, at the time, I don't know if he'll be good or not. He's got weird kind of red hair, so he stands yes. out on the football field. I don't know if he's. Uh, I think he was injured. A lot of the year, but also wasn't very good when he was playing. I mean, someone incorrect me if I'm wrong. So I don't know the performance of everyone in that Raiders secondary, but I don't remember yeah. a lot of great things from him.
0: No. And what, what I, I think what I've learned through this last draft, and you've like, I've been following the NFL very closely since I started doing this channel in 2013, but more closely like over the last five years, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you pick up things that you didn't really know before, like, you know, on the surface, but if, if a draft is truly deep at a position, like last year, like everybody's like, this is a really deep wide receiver draft. And if you have a top pick there, don't take one of the players at the deepest position group, because <laughs> you're going to get much better value later. You look at like, uh jefferson goes 22 but they should go to the second round like the first pick the Bengals take t higgins who i think really good underrated receiver michael pittman jr by the colts who started to look good fucking uh uh yeah lavisca in there lavisca LaVisca. and uh why 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 can't i remember his stupid chase claypool (laughs) god Uh, i kept I called him Chasing Claymores in our our draft name (laughs) episode, like a dumb band reference. And uh, every time I think of that's what I think his name is now, it's a sign of my bad brain. But it's like, wait for those guys, like just take them a little later and get a, a better player at a, a greater position of need or, you know, something that you're not going to be able to get later in the draft. And I think. Or
1: you better just like nail the best guy out of yeah. all of them. And the Raiders. And have- one of the, like, I don't know, it's been one year, so you don't really know, but in terms of rookie performance was way below all those guys that you mentioned.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's just interesting to me. <clears throat> and I think rugs might, you know, turn out to be a solid receiver for, good amount of time in the nfl but the raiders are not great at finding value i'll say that and if i was deshaun watson i would be very worried about that yeah they just don't understand how the draft works yeah so
1: maybe maybe it is a good idea for them to trade like five first rounders for yeah. deshaun watson in that case but here's the thing though with when you give up picks to get a great quarterback It's kind of a a conundrum, a paradox, catch 25. It's that, you know, you're trying to surround a great quarterback with as many good pieces as you can. Yeah. But in order to do that, you have to give up a ton of draft capital and a couple players, too, uh, that are currently on your team, some of your best players. And so you're kind of just, you know, you're robbing Peter to – pay paul a little bit there yeah so you go from one situation which is really bad in houston and to get out of that situation you have to make that situation worse right
0: yeah no i totally agree and it's it's why the broncos are in a weird place where yeah so if you're like deshaun watson you'd be like just trade me for like a third rounder (laughs) yeah that'd be the best case scenario for him exactly But since he has to force his way out of there, um, the Texans are going to try and get as much as possible for him,
1: obviously. Like, why would it make sense to go somewhere like Denver where you feel like they already have all the offensive pieces? Yeah. Right. So if you, like, give up your next two first-rounders, you still got, like, the guys there already.
0: Right. And, like, that's the one thing Denver has going for them is – yeah. To say well,
1: offensively.
0: offensively, we've got all these things. Yes, we had a, a losing record last year, but uh, by at, at one point in the season, we didn't have any starting players on our defensive line. Uh, we've got this young guy on there, Draymond Jones, who's starting to play really well. We've got some other young pieces. Uh, we'll get that back. We had five starting corners go down. We were playing without five of our corners, five of our corners, Deshaun. Uh, those guys will be back. And. Uh, four of
1: our quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> yeah, we went through, uh, we, we started three different, four different QBs. We started a wide receiver at quarterback one, one time. So on the surface, yeah, we don't look like a good team. We understand that. But we're, we're better. And you're going to look better when you make us great. Uh, Right. that's my sales pitch uh here's the thing what what's nice is knowing the broncos did inquire about stafford it says that you know george payton gonna be looking at quarterbacks uh and we talked about this briefly on sunday uh where and i heard a little bit more about this so the the reason that was pitched immediately after you know Goff goes to Detroit was that the Broncos didn't want to give up Drew Locke to get Matthew Stafford. Doesn't make sense. Like that is yeah. what you say it right after you try to out. trade your quarterback, right? Right. And then it was Chris was saying, you know, well, it's some young offensive talent they didn't want to get rid of. But the guy I think that the Lions wanted Jerry Judy. I agree. And the first and the ninth pick. And the Broncos weren't gonna give up Jerry Judy. I wouldn't either, obviously, because that's a guy you want to keep for your quarterback that you're yeah. trying to get. And so I tweeted about this saying like the Broncos not willing being not willing to give up Locke for the guy that they think is better than Locke to come in and play quarterback doesn't make any sense. Most people agree. And then some people, <laughs> there's just sometimes the responses are so funny to me where they're like, well, yeah, they wanted Locke to, to be mentored by Stafford Stafford oh. Stafford's only going to play for two years anyway. Then Locke takes over. Wrong. What makes you think, well, Tom Brady's 43. Drew Brees, 42, 41, 42. He's quitting. Aaron Rodgers, 37. Yeah. Philip Rivers just played at third. Like, Stafford has like five years left, probably. He's a fucking tough quarterback. Uh, he's going to keep playing. And the idea to me that you wouldn't give up your second round draft pick QB for the guy you know would be better, doesn't make any sense. I know that the Broncos have to say that because if you're stuck with Locke, you don't want him thinking you just tried to throw him away to trade him. That's going to piss him off. Uh, Yeah, you think
1: Drew Locke could be able to see through that too. And I think for, for Drew Locke, like during this whole thing, you just kind of have to accept like, yeah, I didn't play very well in 2020, and this is what happens.
0: Yeah, and I don't get better, this could be the you narrative. You can't pull a Jay recovery. Cutler
1: because Jay Cutler was coming off a Pro Bowl season, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and they tried to trade him for Matt fucking Castle. Uh, but Drew Law coming off of like a 16-touchdown, 15-pick year, yeah, like you would expect a team to try to upgrade. And if they don't end up upgrading, then you got to roll in and be like, all right, well, I got to be better next year. And yeah, hopefully,
0: <clears throat> hopefully. it is a – Maybe this offseason more than any, uh quarterback business in the NFL is tough. It's like it's
1: real tough.
0: It uh I just saw again today that Carson Wentz wants out from Philly. Um so maybe watch
1: Nick Siriani's press conference and he's like, I gotta go.
0: I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> like there's it's so many yeah, there's so many quarterbacks that might be on the move. And Honestly, I hope they all are uh, because that's a lot of videos yeah, for fun. us to do this off season, which will be fun. But what I wanted to say, I keep forgetting to say this like, because I get enamored by Matthew Stafford. I'm Deshaun Watson would be the equivalent of getting Peyton Manning again, in my eyes. Like that's how good I think Deshaun Watson is. Um, in terms of instantly you can start betting on your team being a playoff team like instantly. Um, But the, I mean, the difference is Watson's in the prime of his career. Manning was, we didn't know if he could throw it, but what I wanted to say, the Broncos I'm fine with the Broncos starting 2021 football season with Drew Locke. Like that's the worst case scenario. And I still have a little bit of hope, like he can be a good quarterback. So like, I'm still fine with Drew Locke being the guy next year, but when upgrades seem like more realistic possibilities than they ever have before, I am all in on hoping the Broncos are able to rectify what has been the biggest weakness on the team. And that includes this last season, uh, not all Drew Locke's fault, but fuck. I, I would have taken Stafford and I would have loved it. I would take Deshaun Watson, obviously, even though, like I said, the Broncos don't have enough to give up to get him. Who knows at this point?
1: I don't know. Yeah, anything. you can always find enough to give up. It just yeah. depends how willing you are. I think I mean, the Rams this, gave me hope. Yeah, after the first round this year, like it's all a mystery. You don't know where you're picking next year. Uh, you assume that if you're getting Deshaun Watson, you're going to be picking uh, lower. After like at 26. Yeah. And lower. Right, right. Um, so the ninth pick is, that's worth something. You could probably find a quarterback there if you wanted to. You might have to reach a little bit. You're probably not going to get the top three, uh, but it's it's ammo to work with. Depends what you want to do. I don't know if, if I was Houston. Like, I don't think I'd want to draft a quarterback this year and put him on the shitty team anyway and ruin him. I would just try to like build some infrastructure so when you do take a quarterback, you can drop him in a you know situation where he's not going to get – uh, david card into, right. uh, into the
0: impound lot exactly um if you're trying to better your team you're trying to better your life the 55th big game this weekend is the super bowl guys 55 a game this big deserves a big prize not just some are you trophy. allowed to say the super bowl what are you allowed to say the super bowl I don't think in this ad I am. (laughs) Uh, To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. That's right. All it takes is for one touchdown to be scored Sunday night, and boom, your money is doubled. Sounds like a no-brainer. As if this game wasn't reason to party, well... Not according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, he says no Super Bowl parties. You can double your cash, and that will be worth celebrating till next season. Don't forget about DraftKings' Big Game Prediction Challenge, with up to fifty-five million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone who enters the contest. DraftKings has paid out over seven billion dollars to its players since two thousand twelve so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's finale. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash predictions dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, NFL needs to lift that. Yeah. Everybody should be able to say Super Bowl. It doesn't help you by not allowing people to say it.
1: You know the game you're referring to.
0: Yeah. We know. It's time again
1: for the large contest that happens the first week of February every year. Yeah. Between the best team from uh, one side of the NFL bracket and the other side of the bracket. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What could he be the, talking? Oh, the Pro Bowl, of course. The big football bracket game.
1: Yeah, no, I was thinking about no Super Bowl party, but he didn't say anything about Pro Bowl parties. So I had, uh, I had seventy-five people over at my apartment. Just <laughs> the Pro Bowl. That's
0: yeah, I, I, don't wanna, I don't even want to. I don't even want to fucking be around people. I've been, I was been sick for three fucking weeks after daycare brought home. Everybody said no. Like, and none of it was COVID. No, I, I've been tested twice. So I'm, I'm clear. And everybody's like, as a new parent, they like the first couple months of daycare are fucking rough. That first winter is terrible. Everybody gets sick. They bring home shit and you're going to be sick. Our daughter made it a week and a half before bringing something home. Turned out to be a sinus infection for me, cool. which doesn't go away without antibiotics. I haven't had antibiotics for fucking years. I just started feeling better after six days on that shit. And then our daughter gets sick again and now she's got to go on the stuff. And the crazy part about when you give a baby antibiotics, which I don't want to have to do, right? Like that's something you don't want to take too much of. It turns their shit red. So she just shits out poop. That looks like red velvet cake. Now it smells fucking weird uh she's She's horrible it's so hard like i've never had more respect for parents than i do now because you get sick your kid's sick which means they can't sleep right so you're getting less sleep which is the one thing you need to get better which is what they need to get better and it becomes like the last month has been fucking it's been hard it's like
1: Like, it's like trading all your first round picks for a quarterback
0: yeah 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 It's uh, not to complain. Life's good. I don't want to be a complainer, but fuck, man. That's okay. I think we We, can all complain a little bit right now. Yeah, we we've been handling you know being parents pretty well. There's challenges, but this last month was by far like the toughest. (laughs) And now she's back at daycare today. She's you know she's on antibiotics. Hope she's okay. But I know I know there's kids that are sick there right now. And my wife is like, what's she gonna
1: bring home next? Like smallpox?
0: Yeah, like. Oh, we're just praying we don't Who's get sick again. Leg? Yeah.
1: Take <laughs> it off the podcast uh through the Black Death next week. Yeah. That's all right though. It's good for the immune system.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a thing. Like it they say she'll have a good immune system growing up because it'll be fucking attacked early, which is yeah. fine. Like my wife has an insanely good immune system, but that's why she kicked that same infection in a week. And it took me three weeks. Oh. Jealous. Are you yeah. jealous? Yeah, it's only the second know. time I've ever seen her get sick too. So anyway, Deshaun Watson, what were you saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I wanted
1: to read a few excerpts from this Las Vegas review journal article, which was written by uh, Vincent Bonsignor who sounds like a side character from the godfather part three um <laughs> that movie's so bad i watched the re-edit uh recently and it's just trash
0: yeah still Jess finishing. ordered that and she still hasn't watched it and then i found out it costs money to order and i was like what the fuck you yeah. didn't even finish it
1: <laughs> yeah same i didn't finish it either <laughs> it's like four dollars um So he wrote that uh, the Raiders would have to receive two first round picks for Derek Carr from a team other than the Texans, which they would then package with their own first rounders in 2021 and 2022 to present a compelling offer of four first round picks to the Texans for Watson so that he's basically making out the case for how the Raiders will trade for Deshaun Watson, and it's already off to a bad start. Because it involves someone giving up two first-round picks for, for Derek Carr. Carr. And Same. Derek Carr is not bad. He's he's good. Um, but he's I don't think I would give up two first-round picks for him.
0: No. It's – oh, man. That makes sense, though, in that they're – because I've heard, like, Derek Carr to the Texans, right, So that makes sense in that using Derek Carr to get the ammo they need to get Watson, but that's assuming you can get that value out of Derek Carr, which
1: it would have to be a three-way trade too. It's not like they're gonna um, just trade Derek Carr and then hope that that's enough. Yeah, right. Then you're (laughs) really fucked.
0: Actually, that would be the most Raiders thing I think we could we could see happen. That would be really
1: funny. And then they're already out of range for a quarterback too. That's yeah. Um, so that they, he basically used the Matt Stafford trade as a precedent, which logically doesn't make sense because I think a big reason that they got two first rounders, uh, the lions is because they were also eating Jared Goff's huge contract, which they would not be, (laughs) unless they're taking a huge contract from whoever trades for Derek Carr, it's not going to happen because they're trying to make room for
0: Deshaun Watson. So I'm going to X through that one. I'm happy that Stafford went to the Rams, but the Rams really fucked up the the QB market because they did. Yeah. They got Stafford because they outbid everybody significantly to get him. So now the impression is this is what it takes. <laughs> and it, right. if they didn't come in with that, like he he would have went for I think maybe one first rounder and another pick. I think like Washington or the Panthers offered their first pick in a third. Uh, the Colts wouldn't even offer their first rounder. They had other packages they talked about. So like the, the Rams, they fucked all of us in the Deshaun Watson for a fair price. You don't have
1: to do that too. Like you don't have to blow their doors down because they're, they're not keeping Stafford. There's not the option that they could just say no to all the trades. They're just trying to find the best trade and then they'll pull the trigger. With yeah. the Texans, like you really have to, you know, make them an offer they can't refuse. Uh, yeah, because they're pro- like their their first option from what they're saying is that they want to keep Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. I don't so think they're gonna do that. Like I think they'll get rid of him eventually, and huh. probably sooner than I, if they were smart, they'd trade him before the draft while his value is oh. at the highest.
0: Exactly. And uh, I just have. He'll, person... he'll
1: sit out. I believe he'll sit out too. Oh yeah, he's
0: not. He's not fucking around anymore. Um, Yeah, he'll he'll pull a Carson Palmer
1: if he has to, and I think yeah. he should.
0: I think uh, things are worse than we can even imagine in yeah. Houston, in his eyes. <laughs> so yeah, it's,
1: it's there'll be blood
0: all over again. It's uh, a good Godfather callback. I uh, I had the we had the wedding scene on. It just started. It was on the TV for like thirty minutes. And uh, got the whole Michael telling his uh, his uh, lady friend at the at the wedding. Oh God, who played who played his girlfriend? Uh, it was uh, Diane Keaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Telling Diane Keaton, you know, his father yeah. made him an offer they can't refuse. So that reference is fresh in my mind. Very good callback. Earlier when I said I miss the jokes that you say, this one I didn't miss. Didn't mm-hmm. miss it, Will. Okay, next tidbit you on, want to bring on top of it?
1: Yep. Yeah, and and so the second part is clubs that could could get involved uh, in the Derek Carr part of the trade are the Colts, Bears, Patriots, and the Washington Football Team. Depending on what happens in New Orleans, you could also uh, think about the Saints. So the Colts, Bears, Patriots, Football Team, Saints—all potential targets for Derek Carr I think I think he'd be really good on the Colts I think he oh I don't know yeah. I have no idea what to think about the Patriots uh the Bears I, I don't know I just I it's very hard to picture a good <laughs> good quarterback playing in Chicago at this point yeah I know he's <laughs> absolutely better than whatever they had last year and um yeah he's better than a lot of other options but it's just hard to picture like a lot of success at that position in, in a bears uniform because it just doesn't happen. The Patriots have no weapons. That's not going to change uh, that fact. And you take away two first round picks from them, you know, at least, you know, you know, you, you give up your first round picks in trade, you can't get them taken away by Roger Goodell. So <laughs> One, that's true. Some bright side. And then the saints, like, I don't know how they're paying anybody. So
0: no, I, and the Saints, the, they reason, want, yeah. the Saints said they want, the Saints said they want Jameis Winston, uh, which I think they want Jameis Winston because they can probably afford him in, in some way. I don't know why anybody would want Jameis Winston. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't
1: like, He gets thrown around so often and like a lot of people are
0: bringing up his name uh, for Denver too. No. I don't Yeah, like- I heard Mike Kliss name him too. It's like... Yeah. Do you guys forget how many fucking interceptions he threw? Like it's like they just like close one eye and look at the
1: touchdowns on yeah. the Pro Football Reference, <laughs> and just conveniently ignore the other side of the column.
0: Yeah, I just saw Good Morning Football. Thirty-three touchdowns. Yeah.
1: They- Four thousand nine hundred yards. Awesome. What? Why did they only? Uh,
0: you know, why didn't they make the playoffs? Oh. Yeah. Oh right, because he lost That's all right. those games. Yeah. Um, good morning football did a thing they they referenced they were at tampa bay last year for the final game of the season and kyle brant and k adams like flipped a coin to determine Kay whether... adams by
1: the way is the name of michael corleone's girlfriend yes
0: damn it that's right that's right in the godfather i heard yeah. that and i was i told jess I was like, the only other Kay Adams I know is the, she's one of the hosts on Good Morning Football, and mm-hmm. uh, the woman I would have married if I didn't marry you. I didn't say that part.
1: Uh, yeah, got that one. That was for the internal monologue.
0: Yeah, but she uh, she, she was like, oh, it's, uh, yeah, Diane Keaton as Kay Adams, and then I couldn't remember Diane Keaton here. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they flipped a coin to determine whether Jameis Winston on the first series would throw a touchdown or a pick, and it they got it for touchdown. So you know, Bucks fans were excited or whatever. His first throw of the game was a pick six. (laughs) That's right. That's what like, go back and watch how bad he was. And don't tell me ever a fucking again with an ounce of football integrity that you want that guy to be uh, your quarterback to, to lead he, he, to lead you anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I just it's it doesn't make sense to me, um, and I don't care about shitting on Jameis Winston either. He's a fucking he's just shitty a human. So he like he's
1: uncomfortable to watch throw the football. Like it, it just looks weird coming out of his hands, and it's looks painful almost. It's just not. I like watching a quarterback throw a nice, clean ball. Yeah. That's Jared Goff. Like he throws in just a. Nice looking pass. You know, like there's something to that. Winston, it's just like it's just a bunch of like limbs like flailing around.
0: Yeah, it's got that uh Phillip Rivers thing.
1: Yeah. It's like when he throws a touchdown, it's like it feels like a miracle. <laughs> and then when he throws a pick, it just feels like like, yeah, that's that's what should happen when yeah. you throw the ball like a dumbass like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. That said, uh, I think he could have beat the Bucks. Over uh, Drew Brees starting that game, we talked a little bit about yeah. that, but because yeah. Brees threw three picks, at least with Jameis, you know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna three complete touchdowns. some balls. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. All right. What's the, the final tidbit here?
1: Yeah. So back to the value thing, uh, it could get to two first round picks. One in NFL insider said of the return the Raiders could receive for Carr, he's not Stafford. Yeah, no fucking kidding. But he's younger, and he has a fair contract, so I could see two number ones. Here's where I disagree. Um, The biggest point here is that he's not Stafford. And then he goes on to say, but he's younger and has a fair contract, so I could see two number ones. Uh, There's a lot of quarterbacks who are younger than Stafford and have more favorable contracts. Yeah, The big thing is that they aren't Matthew Stafford, and so that's why they're not going to go for two number ones. Right uh like you know who else uh is younger than than matthew stafford and has a better contract drew
0: (laughs) lock yeah nobody's giving up two ones yeah uh that's really funny that's a good observation
1: i don't get it i don't know who that nfl insider was um
0: but i'm not sure i agree with him It's going to be really shitty when the Raiders get two first-round picks for Derek Carr, and we're like, (laughs) like, why, why? I guess like, I don't understand why the Raiders would want to get rid of him then if he has a fair contract and uh, right, yeah, he's
1: younger than staff. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of circular logic that uh, if you scrutinize it for like any more than a second, you're going to be like, this isn't going to happen, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that that's what we got out of, um, you know, world-class journalism from the Las Vegas Review Journal.
0: Makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, ultimately, it's an interesting idea. And I think the idea of a three-team trade is a good one. Uh, but I the logic breaks down a little bit for me.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping this offseason we get as much movement as we think. I feel like every pre-free agency period there's a lot of hype about shit and yeah. It's really hard to differentiate between truth and rumor. Like there are so many people on Twitter like that are associated with teams are on beats somewhere and they say shit and then people run with it and it gets said or retweeted so much that it starts to become something you just assume is true but you don't know so it's Mm -hmm. like I always try to check to see if Schefter or Rappaport has tweeted something about it because if they do, you can bank on there being truth there. That's why like the Watson stuff, when it was coming out, I was like, oh yeah, let's make a video about this because if they're saying he's unhappy in addition to like whatever, uh, then there's probably truth to it. So I saw that the the Rams inquired about um, Aaron Rodgers and mm-hmm. I saw it somewhere where it seemed like a credible place. Then I saw that that wasn't true. At least the Packers said they never called us about him. And it's just like, I don't know how to differentiate between who's, who's trying to blow a PR smoke screen and who just made that up. You know what I mean? So with all of these QB things, it seems like we could see a lot of crazy shit happen, or we could all be let down and Derek Carr will be at the Raiders. Drew Locke will be with the Broncos. Watson will be in Houston. Winch will stay with Philly uh, and we've our hey, cousins will stay with, uh, you know, the Vikings and not go to the 49ers. Jimmy G That's plays. What,
1: yeah.
0: That one's weird, right? The cousins, cousins to the 49ers.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like it's, it's an upgrade from Garoppolo. Yeah. I just don't know if it's enough of an upgrade to like, at that point, like if you're trying to upgrade over Garoppolo, you should swing a little further, swing a little higher.
0: Right? It's like, yeah. Kirk Cousins is enough of an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo to get you back to the Super Bowl, and you'll lose by less points. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: But uh, I, I think Kirk Cousins is a lot better than people give him credit. Yeah. Give, him, give him credit for, but uh, I think Jimmy I Garoppolo is too.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest problem with Garoppolo is just he hasn't been able to stay healthy for Kyle Shanahan. So yeah, that's, that's true, and that's the huge part of it. That's frustrate. It's not like his fault, but it's got to be frustrating as a head coach. Yeah, um, it also shows just I think like how confident Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are in what they do offensively, where they they both. And I'm sure they're both advocates for getting Jared Goff and paying Jimmy Garoppolo a shit ton of money, but they're like, this, this isn't working anymore. We need to move on. Like this guy can't yeah, get me further. <laughs> also like it's, it's good for like, <laughs> it's good for like that
1: quarterback's reputation that those kinds of coaches would be like, yeah, I like him. It's like, right. if, if Kirk cousins was a stock and Kyle Shanahan bought a share of Kirk cousins, People found out everyone would start buying Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah. He's a Reddit Wall Street guy or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you saw like Kyle Shanahan really liked this guy in the draft, you're like, yeah, why don't we need to like look into this guy some more?
0: Yeah. And I mean, Cousins has been the Shanahan's guy for ever since Washington drafted him. Right. So the relationship makes sense. Uh, and Cousins is nobody may be more unfairly treated than Kirk Cousins in terms of a good quarterback, even like Vikings fans shit on him. And like, you guys are watching him play pretty good. Uh, he's not the reason you're like, he's not an elite quarterback every week, but he's pretty damn good most of the time, <laughs> which you would think like Minnesota would appreciate after having case Keenum what Brett Favre before in his twilight years like I don't know people just always want something different too I think it's like Broncos fans with true lock Uh, it's it's just hard when you're not winning
1: I think teams when you have like a quarterback who's good enough you should ask yourself like how do you make the team better
0: yeah rather than
1: finding an even better quarterback like it's it's easier to just improve your team.
0: Yeah. Why didn't Kirk Cousins stop Alvin Kamara from rushing for six touchdowns, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How was he thinking? Come on. Why man. why couldn't Alvin, Alvin Kamara have saved that game for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs, you know? All right. Come on. Come on, Kirk.
1: Oh, why did he let, I... you know, <laughs> why did you let the 49ers run all over them in the playoffs? Yeah. Why did he let Nick Foles beat him in the NFC Championship game? Oh, yeah, he wasn't there yet, but still. <laughs> yeah. Why?
0: That's why. Um,
1: so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see some quarterback movement. I think we'll see – not all of those guys we mentioned will leave, but no. a few of them. A few of them. And then we have the draft, of course. So Yeah, and leave. there's – I know you some... said like 18 quarterbacks could move. I don't think that's going to happen, but – Yeah.
0: Quite a few will. Ooh. That sucks. Marty Schottenheimer moved to hospice facility. Oh. No. Has Alzheimer's. Uh that sucks. Um that does suck. I just saw that on Twitter. Schottenheimer in line with Kirk Cousins never gets the credit he deserved for being just a fucking really good head coach. <laughs> People just go Marty Ball, Marty Ball cuz they would lose in the playoffs, but really good head coach. Um, yeah, well, if his fucking defense could have uh, yeah. tightened
1: it once over the course of 98 yards, he would be in the Super Bowl. Or if, in- his, uh, you know, if his running back doesn't drop the ball at the five-yard line, uh could also be in the Super Bowl. Could have
0: been in two Super Bowls with Cleveland, could have gotten to the Super Bowl with the Chargers, and uh, was pretty damn good in Kansas City. Uh, so – Also bounced by LA in the playoffs in Kansas city too. Yeah. Uh, Alzheimer's shitty disease. I'll put the link for our Alzheimer's charity event. We've raised like $6,500 towards the $10,000 goal. And I've watched both of my grandparents go, go through it. And so that's why I'm raising money for it. We're going to destroy the giant Tom Brady Lego head. So, uh, I'll donate more money to it, too, um, once we get close, like, to finish this shit off. And uh, hopefully the NFL does something to to pitch in and contribute to this, uh, seeing this Marty Schottenheimer news. Uh, It's just, like, I fucking hate it every time I see it. Because it's, like, one of those things where you know how – long it, it takes to go through and you just you watch mm-hmm. just a slow deterioration of somebody's mind you have went through it with your grandpa right yeah my my grandpa my grandpa um
1: passed a little over a year ago and then my my grandma who's still alive and lives in Colorado and then um yeah I know people like uh, friends of my my parents who were diagnosed uh in their fifties. Yeah. too Early onset. Totally. Uh, it's super scary as well. Cause talk about like, <clears throat> that takes a long time. It takes a long time. Like they're totally aware that it's happening to them yeah. as well.
0: Which is and very it's crazy. The Alzheimer's foundation, like my sister works there. And what's cool about it is like a lot of people think you're like just donating for like research and trying to find a cure and like some money goes to that, but it, it also goes to like supporting families Dealing with it, so providing resources and yeah. things for them, uh, like to help them get through it and to you know build uh, communities for for them to have resources of people to talk to. So it's uh, there's a whole bunch of of stuff there, and uh, yeah, not to end this thing on like a sad note. Well, I wasn't even got, planning on. I've
1: got a better note to end it on if okay. you want. Good, to, but kind of involves all of it. Um, one of the last like times I, I talked to my uh, grandpa while like, I could like actually have a conversation. Um, I asked him about some of his favorite movies and then I asked him what he thought about the Godfather. and He said he didn't like
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's so funny. <laughs> I remember the reason I purchased the Godfather trilogy on uh, the box set was because my grandparents recommended it. It was like, it was like the first time I was learning about our Italian like heritage. And uh, they're like, yeah, they're good. I don't know how it got, I was like, I got to get those movies then. <laughs> Even Damn,
1: yeah. My, I got the VHS uh, tapes of the Godfather yeah. one and two. Oh, uh, I got all three. B but... market. <laughs> yeah. You can skip three probably. Yep.
0: First two are really
1: good. Agreed.
0: Oh, a little side note, because somebody tweeted me uh, that I got a shout out on the Pajama Pants podcast, which is the one my friend uh, that? That, it, that my friend Kasim hosts with uh, okay. um, Jamie Lynn Siegler and Robert Eiler, so Meadow and oh, AJ dude. Soprano, and we didn't really get a shout out. They were just talking about the YouTubers that followed the podcast on YouTube uh, and they're saying that Kasim who had this channel like had like two or three million subs in the heyday they're like you're not even following our own podcast and they just started reading it and uh Robert was like that's good sports and then Casim's like yeah I know most of those top guys that are following us and then he's like even that's good sports <laughs> so uh if you want to hear AJ Soprano say that's good sports it's in, <laughs> it's in that episode <laughs>
1: it's like that yeah that scene in the sopranos where aj's on the computer and tony soprano like peeks his head and just has a disgusting look on his face <laughs> we, should, we should like edit that video so he's in the room listening to our podcast yeah he walks in <laughs> is he watching porn on that oh no it's something that it's just something that like tony totally disapproves of i'll look uh, it up and then i'll send it to you yeah send me
0: that clip that would be a very easy edit <laughs> sweet yeah then i'll tweet it to them
1: yeah
0: all right thanks for listening to the podcast good night and john elway's acl was never good luck but it was the 55th big game is this weekend 55 a game this big deserves a big prize not just some trophy to finish off the football season DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer just like my show uses no brains to celebrate football's finale DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game that's right all it takes is for one touchdown to be scored Sunday night and boom your money is doubled sounds like a real no brainer and uh- And if this game wasn't enough reason to party with double the cash, you'll be celebrating till next season. Don't forget about DraftKings Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone who enters the contest. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big pay days. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money if a TD is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night season finale Super Bowl 55 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem call one 800 522